What's up, everyone, and welcome to Play Hard and Love Big Radio with special guest Pat McIntosh. Play Hard and Love Big Radio is the official podcast of Spotted Dog Yoga and Sup Shop based out of Folsom, CA, and available anywhere with our online offerings. So check us out at spotteddogyoga.com. Play Hard and Love Big Radio is dedicated to bringing you the inspirational people and the inspirational stories to help you connect to your center and live a more purposeful and passionate life. And that's why my buddy Pat is with me today. And he has some of our Spotted Dog swag on. For those of you that are watching the video, you're getting a little bit of a show. I love um, it. I think that pink color is a good color for you. It's a good fit for you, Pat. It's more red, dude. It's more red. Oh. <laughs> You know those uh, shirts? I don't know what they call those shirts, but they kind of show your midriff. Or maybe if you have high pants on, they they work well for people. So it'd probably be a good fit for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm certainly glad that you're a part of this show today, man. Um, you've always been a really, really, really great friend of mine. And you make me laugh. And I feel light around you. Uh, welcome to the show, Mac. Thanks. Hey, friends find each other, dude. I'm glad it glad we finally found each other after all the years of being being on this earth. Great to be your friend, dude. Great to be your friend. It is true like that, man. When you like-minded people connect with like-minded people. And I remember Isaac and Rachel Camaro when they were frequently coming into the studio, they'd always say, "Oh, you got to meet my friend P Mac. He's like right up your alley. He's got your energy level. You're going to love him. And, uh, I thought, yeah, who's this PMAC guy? And then I finally met, I finally met you. I was like, Oh yes, this is my man. Long lost bros. Dude. And then my wife was Toby. She's like, Hey, you got to meet Nick. You know, I, I'm doing yoga and he's the owner of the yoga studio. And I'm like, I'm not doing <laughs> yoga. what are you kidding me? <laughs> And then I finally, I'm like, oh, of course I'm going to do yoga. Nick, Spotted Dog, okay, hell yeah. It's not what I expected, you know, so happy to happy to have come in that way too. When I look back at it now, I remember your family at one point in time was all coming to Spotted Dog Yoga really regularly and consistently. And in fact, we did a newsletter back, back in the day, probably eight or nine years ago, and it highlighted wow. your family. Do you remember that? I do. I do. Yeah. yeah. Your family doing good? Yeah, everybody's doing great. Um, Kaida's a, a freshman in Oak Ridge now, and Enzo is a seventh grader at Marina, and he's playing soccer like crazy. She's busy on the leadership team, and life is nuts, dude. It's great. Life's a whole lot less complicated than it was, but um, yeah, it's just uh, active and, and fun and just things pull you in a lot of different directions, but I miss being everybody being able to do kids yoga, parents yoga. Now I think Kaida would be coming in and doing the, the adult yoga. It's kind of crazy. How old is she now? She's 14. Wow. You, you are a parent of a teenager. Oh that's my a, gosh. That surprises me. You only being 35 years old and have a teenager as a daughter. I know only 35 and <laughs> I know I look like I'm 29, but, you know. <laughs> right on, man. And well, when I first met you, you were a principal, 
And you made a transition in your career and ultimately found an amazing position that we're going to talk about today, working with solar. Yeah. Um, but you, Toby's working with you now, right? Um, you know, she'll do like, she takes care of my receipts and, and, uh, get some like forms, some charts pulled out and emailed over and stuff. Uh, it's kind of a capacity like that. Not, not too much, but like does some minimal support stuff that really helps stuff work. But, um, yeah, basically she's been able to leave her job teaching to just be with kids and kind of. She made me a sandwich today that was money, like this turkey sandwich, and sent me out the door. Like, that's, yeah, we work together. So it's great. Yeah. Yeah, You guys work really well together. I know that Katie and I have been, well, we've been working together ever since we started Spotted Dog Yoga, just in the business sense. And I don't think that that's always an opportunity that people have. And on top of that, it's not always something that people do that they really enjoy. And because it can be overwhelming to be around one person all the time. But what's really great when you do create an environment like that is that, uh, and a connection like that is that your relationship grows. You start to understand how to communicate with each other differently. And yeah. it becomes definitely a, a growing point for your relationship. Have you found that? Uh, yeah, yes and no. I mean, like, I think more yes than no. Um, We've been able to um, spend more just time together. Things are just way more chill. Like, I think the transitions that I've made, shoot, I was like 47 when I decided that everything I'd been doing, I didn't want to do anymore. So it took a lot of courage to kind of make that make that jump. Um, but I was like, you know, reaching that point where it's, it's either uh, – I'm going to make this jump now or it's not going to happen because careers have a way, you know, especially pensions and things like that have a way of locking you in. Um, and people don't want to jump off that train. If it's, if, uh, you're guaranteed a certain payout in, in, a, in an amount of time, you know? And so I, I was like, I'm not going to be happy. And if I'm not, you know, so I'm like, I'm just going to do this and our life, it, you know, it was, a, it was a pain. It was, it was a, not is it strainful it's a lot of strain on you know being able to make it through that transition time but now it's like life is so much more chill and like our time together is like we're not frantic about anything like we were before with money or time or anything like that and so yeah i think our relationship has has grown over it and we don't we don't have to work that much together i don't think i would like to personally it's just like it's, I like being a little bit of a lone wolf and getting out and doing my thing without having to, to share like our relationship in professional, um, means too. But our, our relationship has, uh, has grown because I think we're, we're in a spot where we don't have to be so, um, stingy with our time and money and makes blood pressures just go down. And especially when you're enjoying what you're doing, God, it's so that's money right there enjoying what you're doing on a day-to-day hour by hour it's so important and overlooked um and i had been overlooking it or not honest with myself in terms of what was i you know what i was doing and whether really truly i was working in my strength and interest zone so life is good 
let's talk about that your strengths and your interest zone what would you say your strengths are obviously i could tell you what i think your strengths are but i'm curious from your point of view what what are your strengths and why does that make what you're doing so enjoyable well uh, i think my strength zones are like board sports and tacos like i'm really good at eating tacos and riding boards like paddle boards or uh skateboards or one wheels or something like that and, and skis then, by the way are considered boards as well that's right and skis skis are boards so i board twice as much as a snowboarder um so uh <laughs> but um and then i think my strengths are um i hate saying just working with people it sounds so general but i i think i'm an extrovert and that like i get uh, I get strength and energy from rubbing elbows with people sometimes literally, you know, like I, I look forward one of the things I love about spotted dog or like, it's like a team sport. Like, you know, if you're going to get, if you're going to be getting up and going to Jen's class, like, okay, well, she's going to put you on blast on Facebook or whatever. You're looking forward to seeing her and she's like, Hey, Oh, you're in or, uh, Lena's like, Hey, I didn't see you last week. And you're like, Oh yeah. Uh, you know, and that looking forward to seeing everybody is such a, uh, thing that is a gravitational pull for me into sports or work. Um, and, uh, I think that that's kind of like my strength and then kind of handling, um, uh, problems like looking at creative ways to solve problems is probably a, uh, a strength of mine. Um, and, um, I, I say I surround myself with smarter people than myself and it's a fact. Everybody around me is smarter than me. So I surround myself with smarter people than myself and I, I plagiarize them and I, I ask, I'm, I don't think I'm too proud to ask for advice or, help or what their perspective is. So I try not to be too prideful where I feel like I'm, I, um, I can't ask for, for something, you know? And so, um, and I tell, like when I go golfing with some, somebody, I'm like, Hey dude, uh, tell me what I'm doing here. I'm not, I'm not opposed to unsolicited advice. And I let someone, you know, know that immediately. So they can be like, Oh, okay, here's what you're doing. I'm like, Oh, thank you. And I walk out being a better, golfer than I was before because I tell them right away, like, Hey, if you see something I could be doing better, let me know. And I think that's, uh, what I take into my, my work world. So that can be something that holds people back. Certainly. I know I've had that experience personally. Um, just most recently when I was learning to fly fish, I remember going into the fly fishing store with a list of, okay, I need hoppers and I need whatever, caddis flies, I need this kind of line, this and that. And I, I looked it up and I had researched it. But mainly, I feel like I researched it at that point in time so that I could go in and not look like as big of a dumbass. You know, like, honestly, I wanted to get the right shit, of course. But I also wanted to go in there and act as if I knew what I was talking about. But then I get there and I say, okay, I need a caddis fly, I need the hopper. And they're like, okay, the hopper's over there, the caddis flies are over there. And I'm like, 
what do they look like? <laughs> you know, I felt silly asking for help. And then finally I like let go of whatever that ego thing was. And I'm like, yeah, dude, well, I don't never fly fish before. I need your help. Like hands on, what do I need? Like walk me through it. And once I started being more like that, I started to learn that sport that much more. And I feel like it's the same with anything. If you're not open to asking questions or being new, it's going to close you off from having the ability to learn from other people and to experience sure. and to grow in any way. Yeah. It's probably a, a big part of why beginner's luck is beginner's luck because hmm. people around them know like, oh, that dude doesn't know what's going on here. He, here's this little nugget, you know, here's this little bit of help. Whereas people who are like, done being novices at what they want and they want to put on an air like they got that all figured out well then no one's gonna offer any free help you know if if you got a fr if you're fronting like you're you know it all so i don't know i try to stay as a much of a beginner's luck type of dude as i as i can mm -hmm. i appreciate that you and you and that and similar to what we talked about earlier like attracts like when i'm around you and you're being like that I feel like I can be more like that too. I look in the background there where you're at Spotted Dog Yoga and Sup, and I see those paddle boards. And I remember, must have been nine years ago when I was on a paddle board with you and Isaac, and we were out at Folsom Lake. And I said, you know what I want to do? I want to start a paddle board yoga company. How in the heck would I do that? You know, I'd hardly ever been on a paddle board. I'd bar borrowed one of the foam boards that you guys have. And I remember you guys kind of walking me through it and thinking, you know, coming up with different ideas and whatnot. And then voila, look at what's happened, you know? Dude, yeah, that was mm -hmm. awesome. I remember where we left like a board and a paddle and a PFD on the car and we were already out there and there was like some chop on the lake. There was like white caps and everything. And you put your cell phone in your pocket and it wasn't waterproof either. We had a dry bag out there and you're like, Okay, do, 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 do. And you like <laughs> kept it going all the way out there. And you're like, here's my, here's my phone. And we put it in the dry bag. We're like, dude, you were money. Like you just like sent it, you know, like went full send on a, on a paddleboard on a full windy day with your cell phone in your pocket. <laughs> and, you know, to be honest, it's probably because I didn't even think about it, you know, or it might've been a bonehead move that just turned out good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're like, let's do it. Yeah. Well, you, um, we haven't even talked about what it is you do uh, for a living, but you're in the solar industry and you've really fallen in love with it. And it's been a, something that fits your personality and it um, lends to your strengths as a person and your qualities as a person and it provides for your family. What else do you like about working in the solar industry and um, what's happening there for you right now? Um, well, I came, I, the way I fell into it was really weird. I remember as a kid being like, man, solar's going to be big one day. You know, when I was a kid, they were starting to talk about global warming and we need to find alternative energy. And I was like, there's solar's going to be big. I should invest in it or somehow work in it someday. And then that was it. I became a teacher and a principal. And then I was like, I'm going into sports and started, um, podcasting and then, and thought I had a, a gig as an agent and I was like in Germany trying to figure it out and I was like shoot I need to find something that makes money now and then I got on Indeed and I found a, um, a solar company went through two of them and then uh, ended up working with 
um, a company that got bought by Sunrun. And so I've been working with them, but it's the thing that's one of the things that's awesome is it's like a cutting edge thing. So it's always changing. And so like, if you take your eye off of what's going on, like there's a new policy or there's a new technology and you got to like be up on it. And so like right now I, f I feel like I am the dude that knows so much like uh, really valuable information that's cutting edge and right now. And um, I feel like I could bring a lot of value to, to um, homeowners and PG&E customers, but I better stay focused on it. Like it scares me to go on vacation, like for, two or three weeks, I come back and I feel like I got to catch up. And, uh, I didn't have that in previous jobs cause everything's kind of more, more, well, same, same, same. And, um, but, um, uh, PG and E goes up 20% a year and there's problems with fires and everything. And so like, there's a new thing now that's like, um, whoever can get a, a battery on their house, and solar is is the thing you got to have batteries everything the landscape changed in, in april where you you can't just do it without a battery so there's a lot of like changes that have happened but it's it's just about rolling with those those changes and it's it looks just awesome the future is bright for um for solar customers um who literally it's like power to the people and it's decentralizing the grid from like a central um monopoly and uh, like a accident prone, um, wasteful monopoly, um, to decentralizing and giving power to individuals, which is really exciting. And then, you know, all the, the savings and green energy that comes along with that is, is it's like all the warm and fuzzies that I, that I like, you know, and doing something that I think is valuable for people. Um, and then it's measurable. The other thing that I like is measurable as a teacher. Like you're always like, um, supposed to be measuring your outcomes and testing your students. And, but at the end of the day, you really kind of don't know like, Oh, how much am I changing the world? Who knows? You know, um, maybe a lot, maybe not, who knows, but when you're, uh, installing solar, like you can literally chase, like track down to the wattage of how much you are offsetting dirty power into clean renewable energy. And so you can have a straight answer. Like uh, I've installed uh, probably 300 kilowatts of clean energy, you know, and that's how much I've changed the world. So that's my little measurable thing I've done. Like I, I like knowing that, you know, like what's, what kind of impact are you making? Well, uh, 300 kilowatts, you know? So like, that's, um, uh, something I like, you know, having something that's measurable and trackable and, you know, it's real. Mm -hmm. So, so that's what, what I, what I like about it. And, the, and it's just, it's just weird, um, um, and fun being involved in, in something that is, is you feel super connected, like, not like, Oh, this is my work and this is my life. It's just all one big mess. And so, you know, the, the books I've been reading and stuff, it doesn't just apply to what I've, what I do professionally. It's like the whole thing, like who I am as a dad, who I am as a spouse, who I am as a athlete, you know, who I am as a, a business person. So you could just, just apply it to the whole mess. It's not like in little categories. Mm-hmm.
Now, are you the books that you're referring to? Are they books that are specifically on like sales or team building, those kind of like business aspects, or are they on uh, that and a blend of solar? What kind of stuff are you reading? Um, it's not solar specific, but like um, uh, one that I just got done with is called the Breakthrough Code, mm-hmm. and I guess there's a lot of salespeople that read it, but it's. It's, it's one that like spotted dog community could rally around because it's about breakthroughs and everything that you do at spotted dog and in yoga, it's like breaking through, you know, working that shift until it happens, you know, and, and then, you know, you're at the next level of whatever you're doing. So the breakthrough code, it's, it's a, it's a narrative book, but it's, it's, you could say that it's a professional book for sales, but everyone's in in sales in some capacity like you a guy as ugly as you has had to be in sales like, to get a spouse like that it's like you know it applies to everybody you know thanks for that pat i appreciate it yeah we are it's true people have a um reservation against being in sales until they realize that in everything that they're doing is sales everything yeah everything. I mean, if you want something to be successful, you have to put it out there and then you have to put it out there in a way that ultimately, hopefully brings you extra resources to continue to put it out there. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and if you're, if you're in a relationship, like you got to be able to sell, you got to be able to pitch and be like, Hey, the guys, uh, want to go out wake surfing, um, on Tuesday at 7 a.m. Here's the reasons why I think it's a good idea. I'll do this. I'll do the dishes for three days, you know, in order to make that happen. You know, whatever your angle or your pitch is, you know, you want it to be mutual benefit, you know, mutually beneficial. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. some of those things, right, you have a, like can communicate the plan and it can work. And then what I've also found in my relationship with Katie is that just doing the actions leading up to what it is that I want to do. So she mm-hmm. knows what to expect from me mm-hmm. ultimately gives me that freedom. And when I say that, an example is if I'm going to go on a big hike or a big bike ride on a Saturday morning and my job duties on any morning are to wake up, to make sure that there's a, a smoothie made there to wake up, to make, co- make sure the coffee is prepared. And then Katie takes care of the food right in the morning time. So, what I do is before I go to bed, even if it's at 12 o'clock or one o'clock and I'm waking up at five o'clock the next morning is that I put all the fruit, all the veggies, all the powder, everything in the smoothie blender. And I put a note and says, put add water and frozen fruit. And then I say dogs are fed. And then I make sure that the dogs are fed. When I leave, I put the coffee cups out and I put the coffee in the little pour deal, you know, the uh, drip deal. And I'm like, okay, everything is ready. The water in the pot is filled and ready. And so then when I leave, I know it's as easy as it could possibly be for Katie when I, you know, and so I'm out biking and having a great time and she's waking up and she can enjoy the kids and she doesn't feel like she has all that extra stuff to do that I, cause I'm not there. And I found that it actually just opens up a whole world for me because when I ask to do something, she just knows that that's going to happen. So yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's, that's like kind of my take and perspective on it, on what you're saying too. And then sometimes you have to sell it to, to them verbally too. But yeah, yeah. And you got to do what you say you're going to do. You right. can't say, Hey, and I'll be back at, at noon and then not be back at noon. 
Right. You got to be back at noon or maybe 1150. And then it's like over delivering, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes there's been times it's funny. I say, well, Katie, I think I'll be back. And she looks at me. She's like, don't promise me what time you're going to get back. I'm like, all right. I'm gonna, so I don't even promise a time now. I'm like, all right, if you're letting me go, I'm going to get, I'm going to come back in one piece. Does that work? <laughs> <laughs> um, nice, man. Well, I, you know, you've, you're the Eldorado solar dude, uh-huh. solar dude. I'm going to put all the ways in which you can get a hold of um, P Mac, Patrick McIntosh in the show notes. So you don't have to worry about remembering that y'all, but you're the Eldorado solar dude. And you're now um, beyond just being the one guy in your organization, you are training people, you're being trained by people. What would you say you have brought from your own personal experience of selling solar and providing solar and educating people into the training of the people that are working with you? Um, I think there's a, um, a layer of transparency that, that I think people appreciate when they're, they're uh, in a sales situation and like, um, reducing pressure, like, um, buying pressure on people. Like nobody likes to be in a situation where they feel like they're being closed. And so I think I like to tell people like, Hey, um, when you're talking to a customer, remind them, Hey, look, things, things, you know, look good as the potential at your house for, for doing solar, but we want to stop short of making any promises of whether it could work yet or not. You know, all that we can do is um, look at what the potentials are, have a, um, you know, leave you with a packet of information that you can keep and uh, schedule you for a site survey. At the end of your site survey, we'll follow up. And and if it looks good, then, you know, we'd invite you to move forward at that point. But, hey, let's just, uh, you know, not make any promises of whether this can work or whether you have time to make up your mind to know that this is a good thing for you because we haven't been able to do that yet. And it just decreases everybody's blood pressure. I think I'm good at that. And then people are like, Oh, okay. Um, and, um, um, the way I've always liked to approach sales is kind of like the way, you know, maybe I approach dating in college kind of like, Hey, I don't know if you're going to qualify. (laughs) you know i'm gonna have to get back here we're gonna have to both take some time to think about this for a while i'm not gonna make you an offer all right can't make you any promises you might not be someone who i'm gonna want to hang out with you know let's let's look over the facts and see how a site survey would, would be and then you know let's postpone all these like hard and fast decisions you know and uh i just think about it in terms of that and then you know, everyone's like, oh, okay, cool. You know, instead of getting all emotionally, you know, all, you know, hooked in, you know, you go, hey, 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 oh, hey, hey, let's take our time looking over there. You know, let's not make any hard and fast decisions. I yeah. love that approach. It's true. And I love the correlation between that and dating too. It reminds me of, you know, those times when some I would give somebody my phone number and then they would like be texting me all the time. Probably back in that day, it wasn't even a text. It was more like they'd be calling me all the time. I'm like, whoa, ease up. Yeah. Ease up. Take a break. 
This yeah. might not be right for you. Uh -uh. I don't know what you, you don't, I don't think you quite know what you're getting into. Maybe you want to take a few breaths and take a step yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. I know. Let's see. Yeah. Calling you. There was no texting. I don't know. Probably was for you, but for me, I'm like, my roommate answered the phone call and was like, Hey, no, Pat's not here. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, he's it not here. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, you were a hard one to score. Apparently Toby's a stud. Yeah. Um, well, you obviously get along with a wide variety of people and in the forum for the podcast, we ask what your greatest strengths and qualities are. And you did mention that, that you get along with a wide variety of people and that you have a high tolerance for annoying people and difficult people. Cause sometimes, you know, people can be seem annoying or difficult. How do you have a talk? How did you create the ability to have a tolerance for people when, you know, things are not easy in communicating with them? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think, um, I have a, have a way of tuning people out like that, that dude who won't stop talking. I could just be like, yeah, okay, cool. And I could listen to him and listen to him. And I, you know what? I don't know why or how, uh, I have that, that, uh, that thing where people, you know, people don't annoy me like other people until they do. And then I'm like, look, I need a break, but like, I can really go, um, a while and, and deal with some, um, um, characters who are hard to get along with. And I, I, I don't know why I think, um, I've just had jobs over the years where like, you know, your coach to be like, don't react. You know, if someone comes at you, um, nobody is going to come at you and want to physically injure you, you know? So if you have like a, a person who's like WTF, man, like you're going to like, like, oh, okay. Yeah, I get it. You know, and you don't, you don't react. And then once you don't react, then it diffuses the situation and you're like, Oh, and then they're like, Oh, okay. This guy's cool. He's not, um, you know, reacting on me. You know, sometimes people have a way of like baiting other people and I just don't take it. I don't take the bait. Um, and, uh, because if you're going to get like, if, if it's a customer situation, you're going to lose the sale. If you, if you react and you're going to lose the situation with a student, and it's not going to be good if you react. So you got, you go, Oh, okay. Yeah, I get it. Um, breathing, man, like just being able to breathe. And like, that's like such a thing I got from yoga is like, you can make it through whatever pose if you're like shaking and you're, you know, but if you just breathe through it, it's going to be, you know, an amount of time before Katie's like, okay. And then you transition to a new thing. You're like, okay, I made it through there. Like, you know, and complaining just makes it worse. So like, don't with a, with a weird person. So I think just everything's temporary. So like just knowing that, okay, dealing with somebody like on a plane that you're sitting next to just won't shut up. You're like, okay, whatever. Um, um, it's, it's never, you're not going to have to endure that forever. It's going to come to an end. Yeah. And I think that's what, uh, what I'm able to do uh, more than most people that I know. So, yeah, I did. There, I love how you speak to the reactivity aspect of it because you have a choice. Always. We have a choice to whether to react or respond to a situation different. Right. And you're right. I mean, no matter the, even some people don't know they're baiting you in to a reaction. They just happen to like have that 
like somewhat of a negative attitude or whatever and it like um can bait you in so you have to be careful that you don't get baited in even accidentally and that's what i've learned in the practice of yoga too is that if i can get into my body take a few breaths take a step back then i'm way less reactive if i like if i meditate in the morning time and do my yoga practice in the morning time or go on a hike or do some sort of physical activity i'm way less reactive i'm way more enjoyable if i'm taking care of myself like that you know so nice well, I definitely believe that our listeners can and will be inspired by that. So y'all go out there and take a few breaths and try not to re react, but respond like the Eldorado solar dude, this guy. Keep saying my website, dude. I'm going to have to go in there and update it. I haven't in a while. <laughs> <laughs> there is a picture on there that is pretty awesome. You all should go, hey, go to eldoradosolardude.com and give pmac a text message about what you think about the picture he's got at the bottom he's one happy character i like that one <laughs> um hey man a couple more things before we roll out i want to touch on that i think are really entertaining and really great for people is the uh number one the chair lift cooking show mm. how did that start what's that all about what can people stand to benefit if they get on your instagram and check out the chair lift cooking show well before I say that, I want to say I really have enjoyed your chairlift stretches, your chairlift yoga that you put on there. Chair yoga? Yeah, chair yoga. Thanks, man. Because uh, that's money. I've had to come to grips with you know how, I, how much I've loved um, uh, skiing over the years. I actually really love riding chairlifts with my friends more than I actually love skiing. <laughs> like that's the biggest part of it. Like, are you kidding me? Like you get to sit on a chair on a cable, like, and go hundreds of feet in the air and be there with your friends. Like what people stand in lines at Disneyland to do that. And you could do that. Like that's not even the main event at like in skiing. So, I mean, uh, I think COVID was when the chairlift cooking show started. Cause um, you couldn't go into the lodge and get food. And I haven't been in, I haven't really enjoyed getting going in the lodge and getting food for at least two reasons. One being the cost of buying stuff at a ski lodge is kind of dumb, but then skiing and like working out and then going in there and eating something big afterwards, like my afternoon has been like, ugh, like it just kills my everything to just load up my whole stomach and I can't keep going. So what ended up happening is we made these, uh, Hawaiian rolls, like you cut a loaf of Hawaiian rolls in half, open it up, put in like salami, cheese, lettuce, tomato, onions, all the stuff, turkey, whatever, put it back and then cut them into squares and then put that in a Tupperware container and put it in your backpack so they don't get squished, you know, and you open this deluxe thing on a chairlift to a bunch of unsuspecting friends or even random, you know, people. And you're like, Hey, here's a chairlift slider. And they're like, what is this? Are you kidding me? And it's like some deluxe gourmet sandwich and yeah, it's small enough to eat before you get to the top. And it's not, and it doesn't like overload you and kill. You could just like ski and eat and ski and eat all day. And just like, you're just, you know, riding the whole day and not, you'd ever take a, a dip, you know? And uh, people just started like loving it. And then I don't know, dude, I think it was because, we were just feeling it. We were in the flow. And I just always at our house, I've had to speak in an accent if it, if the food's really good. 
I just click into whatever ethnic accent that I think the food is. Sometimes <laughs> if it's an Asian accent, people think it's kind of offensive, you know, if I try impersonating an Asian accent. But in this case, it was like an Italian accent and it was just hilarious and put someone put it on, someone was filming it and it just became a thing. So it's like whatever uh, fun, good, creative food for the go is like what's on the show. So um, it's always something that you can pack with you, paddle boarding, skiing, but it's all, it's the chairlift cooking show. So it is so awesome, y'all. I mean, it inspired me to do a couple chairlift cooking shows and send them to Pat. I remember, and I'm sure, have you had people send you some? Oh yeah. I got, uh, I got little kids impersonating the accent. I got like other people like impersonating, you know, or like just saying, Hey, this should be on the show. So, uh, <laughs> just uh just fun uh goofy stuff and it's just it's just fun but uh, i like um the the just the learning new weird cooking show things from people those are my favorite and then uh every time that it has an accent attached to whoever's preparing it the food tastes so much better <laughs> so it has to have the accent yeah, it brings a whole new energy to the food when you've got the accent. That's for yeah. sure. Well, and I mean, I that reminded me of two separate occasions with you on a chairlift. I'm so glad you said that about a chairlift. It's very true. In the last couple of years, some of the best moments I've had with my son, Owen, my oldest son, have been on a chairlift. And uh, because it is quality time where he can't go off and do anything else. He's just there. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, otherwise he's around, he's buzzing around the house like a crazy bee, you know? Yeah. Um, but I do remember one time we went skiing and we had cucumber from this, I think probably from the sandwich and you had it on your eyes and we were doing it. Do you remember that? Yeah. I got to find that video. That's pretty funny. I'll try and find that and repost it. And then the other one is when you pulled out your, um, the hot Maurice, Oh, the drink, he came up there with some sort of like spiced tea. What is it that you do? It's a uh, good earth, sweet and spicy tea. And then you have a floater of fireball on top. That's right. Yeah. We were riding up the lift with this guy and his name was Maurice and <laughs> You pulled that I gave out. it to him. Yeah, I you should have seen his eyes. They were huge. Like, what? This what is great. Is this? And I go, well, what's your name? He's like, Maurice. And I go, it's a hot Maurice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so good, man. Well, P-Mac, Patrick McIntosh, thank you so much for being a part of Play Hard and Love Big Radio, buddy. This, um, For those of you listening, and, you, and if you want to – know pat a little bit more he's been on the show before you're a regular now official regular there's a podcast episode called play hard love solar and that's one of our highest um listened to episodes in the last couple of years it's like a couple of years old and things have changed because i started recording a podcast on my phone in my garage when we first started so quality might be a little different but the entertaining entertainment value is definitely high um and in the show notes, I'll make sure that I put a, a link to ElderoutaSolarDude.com and to Pat's Instagram so you can check out the Chairlift Cooking Show. You definitely will get some amazing entertainment out of that. Play Hard and Love Big Radio is the official podcast of Spotted Dog Yoga and Sup Shop based out of Folsom, California. Check us out at SpottedDogYoga.com. 
Play Hard and Love Big Radio is dedicated to bringing you the inspirational people and inspirational stories to help you connect to your center and live a more passionate, purposeful life. I'm surprised I was able to get all that out in one breath. And P Mac, you have definitely done that for us today. So thank you so much for being a part of the show, my friend. Thank you, Nick. Let's get some pictures, dude. Yeah. yeah great to be with you, bro. Right on, y'all. Hey, thanks for checking out the show. Um, if you want to watch it on video, you can check it out on our YouTube channel, at Spotted Dog Yoga, or you can check it out on Spotify. The video is available there, too. But we're available on all major podcasting platforms and getting a lot of views. So thank you for sharing with your friends and family. Everybody have a great rest of your day. Namaste. Namaste. Hang loose, buddy.